this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. Hope you guys are having a wonderful holiday weekend this weekend. For all the people celebrating Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all the good stuff. Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. (coughs) And Boxing Day, if you're into that, I guess. (laughs) What's that, Canada? Mm, Maybe. I don't know. It's not us. It's not us. us. It ain't American, that's for sure. Thank you guys for stopping by to the show. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, James Gunn and how he's going to save the DCEU. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy, obviously, going around. Some of the announcements he's made. Um, we're going to kind of bring break. Back Henry Cavill. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. Producer Rick wants <clears throat> to bring back Henry Cavill, but we'll talk about that uh, after our break. If you're on YouTube, there should be a little time code down the bottom saying when we start talking about that before we do that though please like and subscribe click the follow button follow us on uh, apple itunes stitcher premium spotify or the youtubes we do appreciate that you can also check out nerds with friends um on patreon.com so it's patreon.com slash nerds with friends help support us get in the giving spirit this holiday season all right christian well Instead of doing nerdy confessions this week, uh, I think we're going to do our Christmas gift exchange for you. Okay, you go first. I'm me, more excited for people opening stuff than opening stuff. Me go first. Okay, so I have this nice little <clears throat> package. Really cool wrapping paper. It's like uh, kind of like, I don't know, like a medieval Dark Ages type deal. There's like a king guy holding a little demon guy. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Very festive. And... I had a hard time deciding whether that one or Krampus, and I just went with that one. Oh, nice. <laughs> I feel like the morbid Christmas stuff. Hell, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Some magic cords. All right. Take a look at these here. Also, these didn't fit, but they're basically repeats if you want to put them in a different deck. Oh, okay. Very nice. Oh, so <clears> these, <throat> these are some of these... Uh, uh, proxies that we were talking about that we brought up i don't, I don't actually know if we talked about it on the show no we didn't because we're gonna get the artist slash yeah. business owner on <clears throat> once we get situated with the move and our internets yeah so uh these are our proxies that are used in lieu of very expensive cards so there's uh looks like mindstone uh, commander sphere soul ring very popular one in commander arcane signet Thought Vessel, oh, that's a good one. Jeweled Lotus, look at the art on that one, beautiful. The fact that he knew all the names, I was just like, oh, I know what these do. I never remember the names. <laughs> and then uh, these are all the dual lands, very cool. Dual lands are like fucking eight hundred dollars for one card, <laughs> like <laughs> like the original ones. Thanks, man. This is really cool. The back cool. one is a secret lair. Oh, a secret lair one, yeah. Oh, decree of pain. Whoa, 
oh, this is so crazy. It looks like, uh, I don't know, it's like a, a movie poster almost. Destroy all creatures. They can't be regenerated. Draw a card for each creature destroyed this way. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's like an, that's a legit magic card. All these other ones have this cool back on them right here where it's like got the lotus on I was actually surprised like feeling them like they're they're nice I thought yeah. they were gonna be um like I don't know, like flimsy but no they no, they feel like legit cards they're, they're printed on like poker style card yeah things yeah they're very very high quality I like it very cool thanks man that's really awesome and then there was demonic tutor that I gave to him earlier yeah that's true he did you <laughs> could give that to me earlier that's because I was like, all right, I, I know I would want this in uh, to put it in the deck, and we were playing a game. It was like, so I'm not going to deny him the chance to, to add yeah. it to his deck. Thanks, man. These are very, very cool. Yeah, these are like uh, good commander staples, good mana rocks and stuff to give you more mana early on. Very cool. Thank you, sir. Well, time to open yours. Yours is over there. Standard <laughs> Christmas wrapping paper. Hell yeah. Stole it from my roommate, you know? <laughs> Does she know? Yeah, she saw me do it. <laughs> it's like, what are you gonna do? I'm very bad at wrapping gifts, so it's like, it's, I'm always last minute. I did that right as right before I ran out. I only learned how to wrap gifts because the fiance has yelled at me multiple times. I always felt like I wrapped it bad, and I was like, oh, it's kind of charming, you know? Like, look at this dummy how he wrapped it, you know? And yeah. Then she just couldn't handle it. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, dice tray? Open it up. Oh! Let's see. Oh! Card organizer? I, you got sick of me, like, fumbling with my cards? Yeah. <laughs> sick of having a thousand boxes, cardboard boxes <laughs> with no names or labels on them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Obviously, for our audio listeners, this isn't going to be super exciting. <laughs> But you can check out YouTube. Uh, just search Nerds with Friends, and you'll you'll find us on there. So this whole thing kind of pulls us out. That's hella funny. This is like the uh, second fucking time where we've gotten each other the same thing. I know. <laughs> yep, indeed. I was like, oh, these will be a, these will be a good gift. <laughs> I'm destroying this box. So I think you pull this thing up. Shit's Mexican proof. There we go. There you go. And then it kind of pops out of here. Are they the lands too? Uh, they're a different one, but I definitely <laughs> bought myself the fucking Japanese ones. I was hoping, I was hoping you didn't. I was like, I was like, maybe some secret layer. And I was like, no, these look really cool. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not buy myself some when I buy you some, Christian. <laughs> all right. So this. I'll, bu I'll buy you some other stuff to no, make up. No, no, no. The, the, all the soul ring stuff is cool. And plus now I can put them in more than one thing. So check this out. So this thing here, it's oh, a. This is pretty dope. This will hold, I think it's it's six full commander decks. Okay, in 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 here in this part. Oh, it's got a little tray. Yeah, for so it's got like. Here, hold it up. Hold it up here so you can people can kind of see it a little bit. So it's, that's okay. Everything's magnetic on it. So up here you can put you know tokens, dice, whatever you want. Right. It's got room for six full hundred deck commander decks in here. And then each side folds down, and there's little drawers here. This one is the perfect size for cards, and so it has a little magnetic flap so you can get into the cards easy, right? And then this bottom one is 
uh, same size. And then on the other side, it's got, I think, longer ones. This is pretty cool. So you can put dice and stuff in there. And then the lid, which you drop down <laughs> here, this lid folds up into a dice tray. So if you need to roll dice for anything, it's kind of like, yeah. Uh, or no, I think, I think they fold out like that. There you go. That's pretty cool. And, and then it holds itself open like that. You know who's going to love this a whole lot? Sabrina. Sabrina, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is cool, man. Yeah, pretty cool. So this, I have a deck box by these guys. They're called Game Genic. Like eugenics, I guess. <laughs> um, but they make really high-quality stuff. Some would say the superior stuff. And, um, you know, everything's nice and soft inside. It's magnetic. No, this is really cool, yeah. Very, uh, you know, help you. I love that you went to eugenics. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what everyone thinks of when they hear the word genics, right? <laughs> and then, yeah, why don't you uh, check out check out your, your cards that I got you. They're not the not the exact same ones that you got me, so so that's that's lucky. <laughs> God damn it! I'm gonna have to I'm gonna get you something else now. No, it's okay. These are still really cool, and now I now like I said, I can put them in more than one deck, which is awesome. Oh, nice! You know what's funny is I almost bought myself these. Yeah. So those are all the dual lands as well. So dual lands for those of you uninitiated, basically they they create two kinds of mana, and they have no downside to them, which is awesome. They don't come in tap. They don't cost you life. They don't cost you other cards. This one's actually really cool. The Scrubland. Scrublands, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought the art was really sick on these ones. And one thing that's kind of nice is, like, down here it actually tells you the name and stuff. On those Japanese ones, it's all in Japanese. So yeah, but like, you can tell by the colors what they you are. You can tell so. by the colors, yeah. But I'm like, oh, it's nice to have them in English where I can actually read them. <laughs> <laughs> and then a command tower, which could be any anything. Nice. Yeah, man. We sent a lot of money down to, uh, what's his name? Uh, the what, what Royal, are tokens. Royal Tokens. Royal uh, Tokens. Uh, proxies. So check those guys out. Um, we will be having the owner, CEO, creator of them on the show in the future. Um, very interesting uh, company and really beautiful cards too. Like all all this artwork is just so so nice. The soul ring one look, and the jeweled lotus looks so good. I'm hoping at least you didn't get yourself those. No, I did not. Okay, no, cool. I not. All I got was the dual lands. I, I I did get these, but I mean, look how cool they are. Yeah, and I mean Freaking they're dual lands. You can have more of them. So yeah, exactly. I can you know because I have multiple decks that have similar colors in them. Oh man, well that's that's pretty exciting. I'm excited to shuffle those into my into my decks, and um, I'll de I think I'll definitely put because uh, one thing is I, I created a Transformers deck which I played against you I think one time, um, and I had to pull cards out of my Warhammer decks. So I'm going to replace them with there all these go. ones now and just fucking destroy <laughs> destroy yes oh. secret layers are dangerous man like now like we've been looking at it well here's the thing that kind of bothers me about secret layer so secret layer for those of you who don't know is it, it's a special edition thing that they release magic cards and they they release anywhere from i think it's like four to six cards in each one and they're limited edition you have to order them directly from wizards of the coast and um and they're like limited edition. They have like cool alternate artwork, um, and uh, you know, they, sometimes they can be very rare cards. Sometimes they can be not so rare cards. Um, the problem is, it used to be like a, it used to be like a real rare thing. It's like oh, one one every three months or something. Like oh shit, you know, it's five cards. If I don't get it, then I'll never get it. Now it's like they drop like you know fifteen of them at the same time. You're like <laughs> oh fuck, but they are very cool. <clears throat> 
There's those Frank Frazetta ones we saw. We already pre-ordered them. Did you? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, I got a couple of the Transformer, or I just got one of the Transformer we got packs. the We got the other one, the rollout one, I think. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. So. And the cereal box one. The cereal box. So what what was this one called? The um, That one, oh my God. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's a, it's an older set you can't get anymore. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So that wasn't one you just got recently. No, no. Oh, very cool. No, all the ones, the Transformers, they're not. They're all pre-sales. Yeah, so. they're all pre-sales. That they're... Yeah, I, just, I actually just got a notification yesterday saying that the label was created, but it's not coming till January or February or something like that. Oh. But it'll be cool once they come in. Um, I just wish they would stick to one uh, genre and make a whole bunch of them. They did some old school movie poster ones yes. that, looked, that looked amazing. And yeah. uh, I bought myself a couple, but I was like... W- one thing that's really shitty about it that um, I saw a video on is a lot of times they'll do like special edition lands, right? Yeah. Those but lands are expensive. But then they only give you one of each one. Yeah. So only five cards, and it's like 30 bucks. It's like, if you're going to do lands, do like 10 of each or 20 of each or something like that. Let me get a stack of so them. So you can make a command. So I could put a deck, like any deck together, and have you know all those ones. It, I'm, I'm one of each isn't going to do anybody any good. I'm trying to look for some Godzilla lands. They look really oh, cool. Oh, fuck. But they're like... Like, one land is, like, 10, 20 bucks. Oh, my God, yeah. Which I'm still going to end up Well, like five. I said, it's it's cool we have these proxies now. Yeah. Because each one of those is, like, 400 to $800, depending on how popular it is. Because they only got printed back in the, like, beta set or whatever. So, very cool. Well, thank you, man. That was there were really some cool. 80 cards, uh, 80s-looking cards, too, that nice. look pretty fucking cool. Hell, yeah. And some pixel ones. I'm searching for them. I know. <laughs> What a what a slippery slope we went down in the in the world of. And you know what's crazy is like you can't like I like spending money at shops. Uh, yeah. Anime Imports has become like now my favorite store. Shout out Anime Imports. Yeah, shout out Anime uh, Imports and like, it's just they're not allowed to sell single secret layers. So it's like, where I'm going to be spending pretty soon like a decent amount of money is like I can't I can't spend it there because they're not allowed to sell it only through uh, wizards directly. Yeah, through wizards. So yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah, and, that, and that's been a little controversial. Some of the people don't like that, that Wizards is undercutting their, you know, the local game sh- shops, which is kind of a bummer, you know. But Card Kingdom can do it, and I don't know how they can do it. Yeah, they probably have some exclusive deal with them or something, you know, because they're one of the biggest online resellers of cards. But what are you going to do? Anyway, well, cool. I'm excited to shuffle these up. I'm excited to see you fill that box full of decks. Cause now, and you can even, like, I know there's people out there that sell like little dividers and stuff you can put oh, on yeah. the label and everything. She'll definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick little break. When we get back, we're going to be talking about James Gunn and how he's going to save the DC Extended Universe. So we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Okay, big shakeups happening in the nerd world, especially 
uh, over there at Warner Brothers. So um, for those who didn't know, Warner Brothers was previously owned by AT&T, I think it was, who also owned HBO. And that's where we got the little HBO Warner Brothers exclusive deals. They have since been bought out by Discovery. Who knew Discovery had so much fucking money? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, like the Discovery Channel? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Discovery Channel. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, and so now uh, a lot of leadership at Warner Brothers has been kind of shuffled around, so to speak, laid off, replaced, what have you. Um, and it seems like the new regime is set on finally doing the DC Universe, Cinematic Universe, correctly. So they have put in um, James Gunn and David Sofros. James Gunn's the only one that matters to me. Yeah, <laughs> um, they basically put two guys in charge of the DC Cinematic Universe, um, and now they're going to act as like the Kevin Feige producer role for the movies going forward. And the internet has taken it very well. Everyone is super everyone's happy. super supportive. <laughs> they're all really open minded. Uh, they're very excited to see what comes next. No, uh, the internet has been super, super toxic, and um, and I don't use that word lightly because I'm I'm all about people getting upset. I mean, that's part of what this podcast is: is we complain about stuff a lot. But I am upset that they're not even that they're first of all acting like everyone was so supportive of the Snyderverse. The revision history yeah. of like what had happened is insane. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It's like, like it's like reading a fucking history book in alabama yes <laughs> all these confederate the war of northern aggression they came down here <laughs> to try to change our way of life you're like jesus christ bro that's not what happened it's just like all this love for snyder but they didn't throw their yeah. dollars at it like when it was in theaters I, actually no i mean it did make it it made they, a decent amount of money they but made it, a decent amount of money but everyone i feel rightfully so was universally trashing the movies mm -hmm. but now everyone talks about it like they were the best things ever i was like mm, that's not how i remember it man right. like i i just i don't know yeah so one thing i think we wanted to talk about was like first of all what this revisionist history is like how everyone has you know changed their minds on how they felt about the snyderverse overnight seemingly and then what we think uh james gunn brings to the table and how he's going to you know, fix the universe going forward, right? So um, kind of like uh, the state of the DCEU right now is um, Henry Cavill famously has uh, been um, essentially fired as Superman. Um, he made a, um, I guess, brief spoilers for the end credit scene of Black Adam, but he made a reappearance as Superman in the end of Black Adam, and he, he had made this return to the DC universe to play Superman again. He, he had left the Witcher, which yeah. we, we don't know is, we don't know if that's connected or not, but you know, it seems like maybe it might have been a little bit. I'm, he's, al he's also been not super juiced about how the Witcher has been handled. I, I've been hearing rumors that he's um, not difficult to work with, but now, now obviously the internet loves him. So he's, he's demanding more pay, which, you know, I mean, if you're popular and you're bringing, the eyeballs to screens, you know, you can rightfully so ask for more money. I yeah. Mean, I don't think that's wrong, but I, I think he was asking for too much money for the Witcher. And I'm pretty sure he would being like you said, he wasn't too happy with how the way it was going. He's a hardcore gamer. He probably didn't like how the story was going. I'm sure he has the, the storyline memorized. He probably didn't like where right. it's going. So he asked for more money. 
yeah, he didn't like how the the initial IP was being treated, um, which is awesome because now he's he has officially signed on to do a Warhammer television show with Amazon, which he's he loves. He's a right. fucking huge Warhammer guy, and, what and I, I think he's got like some kind of executive producer. Yep, as he's well. got a star and executive produce it. And one thing that's really cool is on the official announcement, he said um, that I I love this property and I will treat it with as much respect as I possibly can. And that's what that's all the nerds really want, right? Well, and, and to me, that's the thing is like, okay, we lost him as Superman. It sucks. Or did we? Did we lose him as Superman? Which yeah. is what I was going to get into. Um, so we got him in Warhammer. I mean, to me, it, it, maybe it's not for some people, it's not going to be a fair trade off, but it's nice, you know? Um, right. I also, mean, he's free now to be in Marvel. Right. He's my favorite pick to be uh, Captain Britain. Captain you know, Britain would be cool. Would be yeah. great, you know? Sentry would be Sentry would sick. be great. Yeah. Although it'd be weird seeing him blonde. I don't know. Yeah, I, it would be kind of weird seeing him blonde. Or they wouldn't do him blonde. I don't know. They would have to do him blonde because he I might mean, look too much like Superman. He's got the the power of a thousand exploding suns or whatever. It is, yeah. Or a million exploding 10, thousand, suns. Ten thousand. Ten thousand exploding suns. Some arbitrary number of exploding suns. <laughs> the point is that he's ten times stronger than Superman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's stronger than Superman in every way except he's mentally unstable. Which would be great. It would be great to see him as the void. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we saw him when he, was, uh, when he had amnesia. I would have liked him. I would have liked him as an Adam Warlock if that wasn't already happening. You yeah, know I mean? he's too kind of cool. I feel like he's too big. Warlock Adam Warlock's not that big. That's true. He's he's got a lot of cape. Most of them is yeah. Cape. <laughs> like he's somewhere between like a buff superhero and like Spider Man. Like he's not. He's like because he's a magician right. basically for the most part. But he's also supposed to be like the perfect, the perfect being. The perfect being. Yes, a Caucasian yeah. man. <laughs> exactly. I guess a golden blonde hair, golden, <laughs> golden man. And then Magus. Is a guy with an afro and dark skin. Yeah. I don't know what they were trying to do with that, but I think it's obviously <laughs> think there. It's pretty obvious what they were doing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he, he's he gone. Uh, the Rock has been kind of feuding on and off with Warner Brothers now because he was basically promised that he was going to be, like, the new leader of the DC universe. And then they brought back Henry Cavill, so he was kind of pissed about that. He's like, what the fuck? I thought it was me. And then now – Black Adam 2 is being put on the back burner. He's not going to be part of the first phase of this new DC universe. Yeah, I mean, depending on what they're going to do. Right. He said he talked with James Gunn already and that they do have plans to, you know, include Black Adam in future stuff, but just not in the first phase. Right. He's got to fix everything that was gone wrong. Right. Wonder Woman 3 has been canceled. Yeah. Which, I mean, who knows? Like, you know, Patty Jenkins... The first Wonder Woman I thought was great. The second one... Except for the villain. The first one? I didn't like how they did Ares. It was so bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, it it was literally the end, but uh, the music was cool. I like the story, how it was treated. um, There was a lot of great things. It's just, yeah, the CG on Ares was Yeah, well, I think the CG struggled a little bit in the whole universe. Um, But, uh, so that's been canceled. 84, Wonder Woman 84 was terrible. One of the worst super movies, I think that has ever been made but um you know it's that's like a 50 percent batting average kind of thing so who knows if that's a good thing but gal gadot may not return as wonder woman they haven't said they haven't said um uh aquaman is still slated to come out the the aquaman 2 movie but there's also been uh, rumors that james gunn once uh uh once uh what's his name jason Jason Momoa momoa as lobo which is Perfect casting, man. 
It's great. I mean, Jason Momoa is excited about it. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I like what he did with Aquaman. He took a character that was pretty much a joke for a long time and made him cool. But, like, in terms of looks, he he looks like the character in the comics. Like He, he looks, looks like he looks just like Lobo. You just paint, paint him with, like, pale white makeup yeah. and give him some red contacts. And, and a he's cigar. Lobo. Yeah. There you go. Like, you got him. Space motorcycle. Um, yeah, so... Uh, and then we still have the Flash movie coming out with... With crazy old Ezra. Um, so it's going to be hard to run with the handcuffs on him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not going to be able to do that. You know, the, 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 cra the crazy CG, his arms. He's just going to be like on both sides. Crazy just running. <laughs> yeah. He's like running with his cuffed hands up. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, the, the DC universe right now is in a weird state because there's still movies that have been. Com fully completed, or at least mostly completed, that are coming out this year. That to me is or the next weird, year, I should say. Is the weirdest part is that there's still movies that come out that essentially may not matter. Right, they might, but I I, I can't see it mattering. <laughs> like well, I th I think they do have a unique opportunity with with the Flash movie because they're doing the Flashpoint storyline, which essentially resets the whole DC universe. Right. So I'm wondering if they're going to do some re-edits maybe some reshoots or whatever to make it so the end of that movie resets the entire dc universe kind yeah. of thing you know so what the, I mean? the new 52 or uh, new 52 or what rebirth or whatever yeah. it's called now um but yeah so there's there's a lot of stuff happening where things are being canceled batgirl got canceled um there was an i think there was another movie that they were talking about doing that got canceled as well um i guess it was maybe maybe it was uh wonder woman 3 um, but the, did you hear the story of how uh, Patty Jenkins did it? No. Apparently, she like sent the Wikipedia page for uh, character growth to the head of WB, and it was just like, you know, so you learn because you know nothing about it. And then she just like she quit. I was like, dude, what a way to go! What what a way to just be like, you know what, WB, I want to ensure that you guys never consider me for another project yeah. ever again. Let me send you this. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, I love the pettiness. Uh, yeah, it is. It is maximum pettiness. Good old Petty Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, Petty old <laughs> Petty Jenkins. Um, yeah, I mean, I think obviously a lot of people are upset hearing about this thing because there's a lot of people who loved, you know, Wonder Woman. There's a lot of people who loved Henry Cavill, myself included, as Superman. Um, a lot of people love Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Ezra Miller's also in there. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of Ezra Miller fans, man. You'd be surprised. Yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> um, so a lot of people on the internet are rightfully a little upset. But at the same time, I think the, the thing that bothers me the most is how many people are pretending like the Snyderverse was the perfect you know, representation of these things. How many times did people complain about Man of Steel, him snapping oh, yeah. Todd's neck, right? Yeah, I mean, I was one of them. I was like, yo, what the fuck was that? Yeah, Superman exactly. doesn't do that. And they're like, oh, it's so stupid. Why didn't he save his dad in the tornado, blah, blah, blah. Or blah. it was too dark. Oh, everything's sepia color. Like, yeah. Um, and then, you know, um, then there was- The Martha incident. The of, <laughs> Batman, Superman, there was the Martha thing. People shit on- People basically were so mean to Ben Affleck that they made him quit being Batman. Which is crazy. Which to me, 
I'm going to piss a lot of people off. To me, it has been the best Batman. Yeah. To me. I think. And Bruce Wayne. I will. The best one. I will say. I will say that I've really enjoyed Matt Reeves' The Batman. Like that. That movie was phenomenal. And I think that's probably one of the best Batman movies we've ever had. But I will say that I think Ben Affleck is the best on screen portrayal of Batman that we've had. Live action. Kevin Conroy, R.I.P. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was great. Um, so, uh, you know, I really loved the Matt Reeves one. And then what's what's our favorite one of our favorite guys on YouTube who does the uh, oh, ner- nerd Roddick? No, no, no. <laughs> the guy who does um, he plays the two parts like he's, he's oh, pitching movie Ryan idea. George, Ryan George pitch meeting. Yeah. When he did that for uh, I was like, oh, my God, he killed a lot of this movie. For me. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, he's very he, good at he picking brought out up some really good points <laughs> that I didn't even consider. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I still like it. But I still like it. Those are some good points. <laughs> um, and then. You know, I think so. I think that everyone's has like rose colored glasses when they're looking back on the Snyderverse, right? The Snyder cut, I will admit, of the Justice League was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. But again, it's like that was just something that came about because people shit on the Joss Whedon yeah. Justice League so much. And it's just like, where were you guys back then when, when all this stuff was coming out and you're like, oh, this fucking sucks? I can't believe they're doing all these characters wrong. Now they're like, oh, well, we don't want, you know, we've been, com- everyone's been complaining for so long that they want someone else to take over the DC universe. Now that we got someone with a proven track record. <laughs> He's wrong. Don't listen to him. He's wrong. Don't listen to producer Rick. Um, now we have someone with a proven track record of ma- not only, not only taking uh, side characters and making them like main characters, essentially with the Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. No, everyone forgets. No one knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were before that movie. Like I knew loosely who they were. Yeah, I knew there was we a talk- knew Rocket. We I knew, knew Groot. Rocket and Groot, and uh, I knew Star Lord because he'd been in a couple of things yeah. that I had read. Um, and like Drax, I knew was kind of out there, and then Nebula and Gamora from uh, the the Infinity, knows, yeah. Infinity uh, Gauntlet. Um, so it's like he took that and made them into one of the most beloved. Uh, you know, t- superhero teams in the MCU. Then he came in and took uh, a suicide, a suicide squad. squad, which again was one of the most hated movies in the DC universe. He redid it and it, it was fucking awesome. And then he did peacemaker, which yeah. was also awesome. You know, and like, I know what some people are thinking, Oh, you know, the suicide squad didn't make a lot of money. It didn't make a whole lot of money, but I don't think people take into consideration it was during COVID and a lot of people weren't going to movie theaters. Right. So, and I'm sure I haven't looked at the streaming numbers, but I'm sure they did really well on uh, HBO Max. But the people who did watch it loved it, and it was it was fucking hilarious. It was and, great. And then Peacemaker was one of the most watched shows on yeah. HBO Max too. You know. So, and one thing to remember is like, even if it wasn't during the middle of COVID, um, you know, I think that. One thing you don't realize is that the first Suicide Squad movie sucked so hard. Like, a lot of people weren't going to take a chance on this new one, spending yeah. money going out in, in pandemic yeah, times. that's a fair point, too, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think it got a lot more views once it came to streaming. So um, I think that, honestly, James Gunn is going to bring a unique perspective to it. And I think one thing that the DC Universe really needed was some sort of, 
overall vision. Yeah. Right. And I think that. Um, well, he and I think he's got the balls that it's going to take to fix a lot of things. Like, I mean, he had the balls to bring King Shark, you know, and like, yeah. uh, <clears throat> I don't, I can't imagine someone else doing it and doing it right. You know, he brought in, uh, although it's not his name's not the detachable kid, but he threw that character in there. And it was fucking hilarious. Like he he brought these side characters that um, that worked, and a lot of them didn't get a whole lot of screen time in the Suicide Squad. But I can I can imagine him pulling a lot of characters that no one else would would consider. You know, everyone goes for the safe Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Like he'll go and reach for those weird characters, and I'm for it. I'm ready. Right, and I think I think that's one thing that the that the DC universe was severely lacking. Right, like. With Superman, right? How many times have we seen Superman fight Lex Luthor? Yeah. And like all the Christopher Reeve movies, the Brandon Routh movies, he was in the Batman versus Superman. You know, it's like, I, I realize he is the most famous Superman villain, or at least one of them, right? But it's like, let's explore someone else. Why haven't we had Brainiac in there? You know what I mean? Why, how about that the one? Richard Pryor, wasn't it? With the one with Richard oh, Pryor. We don't talk about that one. That was Brainiac, though, wasn't it? I, I don't, I, I don't remember. I, I just, saw it as a kid. I, don't I really. just remember Richard Pryor skied down a skyscraper on skis, and I was like, "This isn't Superman." <laughs> I think that was Canon Films that did that one, which is probably why. Yeah, it maybe was really bad. Real, real bad. Um, so yeah, I, I think that he's going to bring a unique perspective to the DC universe. We'll see some stuff that maybe a big movie studio wouldn't have taken a chance on, like you said, like King Shark, Ratcatcher, yeah. you know, things like that. Ratcatcher two. Ratcatcher two. <laughs> um, and I'm excited to see that. But also, like, let's be honest, we haven't had a green la- a good Green Lantern ever. Yeah. You know, the Ryan Reynolds one, even though we all love Ryan Reynolds, even he didn't like that movie. You know? no, I mean, he knew. He's one of those guys that was very self-aware. Same thing with the with his portrayal of Deadpool, you know, and like yeah. um, he knew, and he, he was like, "All right, I'm gonna obviously poke fun of this," because he knew how bad it was. Right. So I'm excited to see, you know, and James Gunn has said that that Green Lantern is a very important character that needs to be, um, you know, brought to screen, and uh, I just think it's gonna be very helpful for the DC universe. I'm going to trust him until he gives me a reason not to. Yeah. So. With Henry Cavill. Yeah. So I know he says he's not playing Superman, but they he's also in talks. They have plans for him to possibly be in the DC universe. So I have, I think, two things, and if James Gunn's listening, I think he is. Um, we know Kevin Feige is. Kevin, yeah. call James and let tune, have him tune in. So I think it would be cool, and I, and I could see James Gunn doing this, is bringing him in as Bizarro. And he... Fuck. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool because we don't get to see. I mean, we already saw him in kind of pasty white in The Witcher. Um, and to have him be a villain, which although now he kind of goes back and forth between <laughs> anti-hero and yeah. villain. But I think it would be very cool. And I think James Gunn could do a great job of bringing him in. So he wouldn't be Superman. Right. He would have. That would be fun, though. It would be great. And I, I'm hoping. Whoever he has played the new Superman, like when Bizarro comes in, you just have Henry Cavill mm-hmm. play Bizarro. Bizarro. Yeah. That'd be fucking tight. Just so that, that's one. And another another way, but he would be playing Superman. But if we want to see him go out nicely, it's uh, All-Star Superman, mm-hmm. where um, he actually gets cancer from the exposure of the Yellow Sun. And it's like... God, that was a good series. Yeah, so like to see him, if we want to see him exit out that way, uh, then Have he'd him, be gone. Give him one more movie 
where it's like like the Matt Reeves Batman doesn't yeah. tie into the the you know the whole greater universe but it gives him a nice send off that'd be fun like if you want to make or a streaming special you know like an hour yeah you know like if you want to make all these you know toxic fandom people happy you know you get your Henry Cavall exit and he's gone and then you can bring in a different version uh I think it would be cool I think it would be a, I I think James Gunn can pull it off but I think it would be a tough pill to swallow for everyone else if you start bringing in all the other Superman, like Steel. Oh, which, yeah. <laughs> like, sh- bring Shaq back. It, it would be funny. And then you can do some comedy with that, yeah. with the Superman character. Um, and then there was a Cyborg Steel uh, Superman or yeah, something. Yeah, Cyborg Superman. Superboy, of Super, course. Yeah, I think. Supergirl. James Gunn could pull it off. I haven't thought about a storyline for it. But I think it could work, you know, if you if you want to exit one character and bring in different versions of it. So. I think one of the things that James Gunn does really well is that he has a very, he's very good at capturing the feeling of a comic book in a movie, where I think that's that's where a lot of the DC movies failed, right? Like comic books, crazy stuff happens in them because they come out either every week or every two weeks. And it's like it, movies come out once every two, three years, right? So you can you can tell big stories in movies, but one thing with with comic books is like, you, you know, there's going to be issues where Superman's not entirely saving the world; he's just dealing with you know an interesting life problem or whatever, or he's you know trying to fig- come to terms with how powerful he is and how disconnected he is with the uh, with the actual human race and whatnot. You know, so there's I think he's James Gunn is very good at tapping into some of that, like he did with Suicide Squad or Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Guardians of the Galaxy is like they're going on wacky, crazy adventures, and yes, some of them do have huge implications. But he like you know Star Lord saved the galaxy with in a dance battle, you know, <laughs> like that's that's a comic book <clears throat> move, you know what I mean? Um, so I I hope he brings that into. Um, into the DC universe and really lets lets these comic book movies be comic book movies again. You know, and I know a lot of people don't want to like they they're not happy with James Gunn coming in because for the most part his recent comic book movies have all been funny, jo- inappropriate jokes. Yeah. You know, like Peacemaker. But I think you're gonna. I I feel with the new Guardians, he's gonna pull at people's heartstrings pretty bad. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling characters are gonna die. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling it's not gonna be. The most happiest of endings, and I think people are going to be shocked at the stuff he can do. Well, even so. even in Guardians one and two, like there are these heartfelt moments in each one of yeah. them, right? Um, the Mary Poppins, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah, Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, so he he's, I'm I'm sure there is going to be probably a little bit more humor in D, in the DC movies, and maybe people are ready for. Which is fine. I don't know why, like, yeah. it, with the Snyderverse, everything being serious, people act like there's not weird shit in the D, in DC Universe. There's a ton of fucking weird shit. Right. <clears throat> Danny the Street is fucking weird, but yeah. it's in there. Yeah, <laughs> That's the, fucking the, canon. The, the street, the living street, essentially, yeah. <laughs> that can transport and show up anywhere, basically. Animal Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of fucking weird shit, so... Um, you know, read some comics. You'll see, man. Both. Yeah. Every, I think a lot of people, it's one of those things where, like, you look back on something you read as a kid and you're like, oh, fuck. 
Superman is so cool. Like he, he's like the most powerful guy ever. But you you forget there's like issues where he's like saving cats out of trees and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like comic books are fucking stupid and funny. Sometimes. Yeah, like it just depends on who's writing it. Yeah. I really hope I really hope he brings in like part of it to piss people off, but also it'd be hilarious. And I think he'd do a great job. Would be Flex Mentalo. I really hope, like, uh, I, I mean, I remember what they brought him in in uh, Doom Patrol. It's the guy where he flexes oh. and he can change things around him. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Flex Mattel. <So>. Yeah, <clears throat> kite, kite Man would be really fun. Oh yeah, you know, I think that that'd be great. And I think I think the best the best DC properties that we've seen so far have humor in them, right? Uh, James Gunn Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, uh, the Harley Quinn animated show is yeah. great. Fucking the no, Doom Patrol, that King Shark as well is fucking hilarious. Oh, so good with the uh, Ron Funches. I love him, man. It's so good. This is a fucking perfect King Shark. Yeah. So I think I think people, you know, I don't know. That's the they're other... they're afraid of change. I think is what it really boils down. Some to. of the best DC properties have been the animated, uh, the animated stuff, the yep. films and the shows, and a lot of them have humor in it. So I I, I don't know. People need to get over it. See, this is where, like, fandom is such a fucking double-edged sword. Like, it did cause us to get the Snyder Cut, which is great. It was great. But now, you know, I don't think that uh, HBO will get rid of James Gunn. But it could, you know, if people complain. Warner Brothers, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I just, it's like, why can't we just be good all the time? Why can't, <laughs> like, why why can't, can't, why can't we just enjoy things? <laughs> it's just, you know what I mean? I think that's. That's one of those things that um, that I've kind of come to terms with recently is that like with my love of Star Wars, I think is the perfect example. You know, did I love the sequel trilogy? No, I did not. But at the end of the day, it's Star Wars and I love Star Wars. So I still go back and watch those movies occasionally. I go back and watch the prequels occasionally, you know. I've watched Solo multiple times. I've loved the prequels, man. I don't care what people say. Well, it's one of those things where like, I think when I was younger, I was like, fuck the prequels, you know, it, that's not my Star Wars or whatever. But now it's like, now it's part of the Star Wars story and I just enjoy it. So I think, you know, we're going to look back on this time in, in the DC universe. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing is they're looking back to like, you know what? Justice League wasn't perfect. Batman versus Superman wasn't perfect, but I had a good time watching them because I saw some of my favorite characters on screen. And you now know, I'm sad that that's gone. We've said but it multiple times on the show the f where Batman was fighting the goons and stuff and Batman oh Superman. So it was some of the best Batman fighting sequence that I've it, seen. Yeah. It's exactly how I imagine fighting in the comics. It was and how he fought in the animated series, which is like the best Some of Batman the best ever. Batman, yeah. I know. That's where we got uh, Harley Quinn, you know, it was from the right. animated series. Yeah, people forget Harley Quinn was not a comic book character. She came from the animated series. Yeah, and then 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 they added her to the comics because she was so fucking popular. Yeah. So change is not always bad. I think that, you know, especially you know, this is kind of appropriate going into you know Christmas and the New Year and stuff. Like I think it's a new beginning, which can be scary for some people, but I think at the end of the day, I'm excited to see what comes next in DC. Yeah, universe. and I know he's gonna pull goofy characters from the DC, and I'm fucking ready yeah. for it. And I think that's. You know, that's a fun way of, like, opening up a movie. Having Superman fighting one of his stupider, you know, like, 
uh, villains. You know what I mean? I forgot what's what's the villain? He's like X Y N Z. It was something weird. Mister Mix Explicit. Yeah, that Mix, yeah, yeah. Mix Explicit or whatever his name is. He's like interdimensional. Where you have to like say you have to like say his name say backwards, his name or, backwards something. or something to to get him out of here. Or the the uh, the city the small city. I forget what the city's name was. That city cat is under a jar. Yeah, basically. yeah. Like let's capsule use, city. I think. Um, it, I don't think it, it, it has, was capsule something. I think maybe. Um, but it was that that small miniaturized city that he's like the god of essentially. <laughs> like let's do some weird stories and let's see what Superman can really do. Because um, I think that's that's where that character is most interesting. Batman's most interesting when he's dealing where he's dealing with foiled versions of himself, you know, like that's what the Joker is, right? What if what if Batman lost control of what uh of his morals and and what he sees oh, as the, the Batman who laughs, that would be a good oh, one. Yeah, fuck yeah. I, I don't think they'll ever do that honestly. <laughs> no. But I think that this this is a good step in the right direction for DC. And um, I'm excited to see what comes out of it. Actually, no, I think he should do it just to piss more people off. Yeah. Fucking do the Batman Who Laughs, just ruin all these big names, make Henry Cavill fucking biz- uh, Thomas, bizarro. Thomas Wayne is Batman. Yeah, with fucking guns and he's killing people and shit. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and, and Martha Martha <clears throat> Wayne is the Joker. Yeah, fucking, 100%. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Tower of Babel where Batman's plans, he, where he has contingency plans if someone turns and he... He like can kill him, and Ra's yeah. al Ghul comes and steals that shit. Like fucking, let's do it. Yeah. Ooh, Court of Owls. I want a Court of Owls. That would be great. I, it would have to be a show. Yeah. It, it, I feel like they would be too long. Yeah. It. There's a lot to kind of squeeze in there, but goddamn, I would like maybe a two part movie from Matt Reeves on that. That would be. That would be great. Tight. Matt Reeves doing that would be cool. But I think I think we're we're headed in the right <laughs> direction. The like I guess we could play devil's advocate for a minute. Like things we'd worry about is that maybe there'd be too much humor in every single movie and they'd all, you know, they'd all feel too much like a James Gunn movie, but he's not going to direct every single movie. No, he's the head. He's he's going to direct and probably write some, but he's not going to be the head. Yeah. He's the head. He's not going to be Kevin Feige doesn't direct any of the Marvel movies. You know what I mean? But he has that unified vision, which I think is what the DC universe has been lacking. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens next. I have zero concern. I think it's yeah. going to be great. Plus, I'm super juiced for Henry Cavill doing the Warhammer show. Yeah, absolutely. God damn it, he is perfect to play the Emperor of Mankind. Uh, people have already memed it on online. In fact, you know what's funny is um, when as soon as he got fired from being Superman, I sent a bunch of people who who I know were would care about it i'm like dude the time is now warhammer's coming and i sent them a picture of henry cavill as the the emperor of mankind from um the imperium of man in warhammer 40k and and then later that night he there's a rumor that he's talking with um trying to adapt warhammer and then the next day he announced that he was as if you guys needed more proof that people are listening to us and yep. taking our fucking ideas. Yeah, I know. We're just giving away gold. We're and just too tapped in. Making millions for other people. Like, send us a fucking, some dollars over here, yeah. man. Yeah, let us open our consulting form, uh, c- consulting firm where we tell people, like, how to make better, you know, versions of the uh, of their movies and stuff. Like, let us l- read the script first. We'll fix it so fans don't get mad. And then we'll send it back to you. And you'll be like, oh, shit, a billion dollars? That's crazy. Thank you, <laughs> nerds and friends, so much. No, I mean, you would have final word because I probably would throw in a lot of shit just to piss people off. <laughs> yeah. Like all these James Gunn haters. Like, you know in. what? 
this is what we're doing now. Fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> Nicholas Cage is Superman again. Yeah. Tim Burton's directing, and he's got a fucking no. mullet. Yeah, and a fucking uh, no cape jeans jacket. <laughs> we're giving all that fucking shit to him. <laughs> oh yeah. Remember 80s Superman when he had the fucking mullet? Yeah. So good. <laughs> People forget. And like the, his hair was like blue. It was like yeah, so it black. Was like it, was weird, blue. Yeah, it was like a weird blue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited. I'm uh, super juiced for Warhammer. I think if I had to make a prediction just to get it down on video and audio, because watch when this all fucking plays out, right? I think, I think the story you do with Warhammer is you have to do the Horus Heresy, which is when the essentially the emperor of mankind who leads all of mankind who's like the, the most the universe's most powerful psychic uh, warrior guy he makes uh 20 sons really 18 because two of them are redacted which is a whole it's own its own whole thing in warhammer but he has 18 sons who are all like demigods essentially um uh who lead all the factions of space marines and then basically one of them leads a, a civil war against the other half. And that one's name is Horus, who was the emperor's favorite son. And so it's called the Horus Heresy. There, it's Space Marine fighting Space Marine brother against brother. And it basically sets up the entire universe for Warhammer 40,000, where um, the forces of chaos, which are like, like these demon gods who live in an alternate dimension, corrupt Horus and cause him to rebel against his father and like I have a feeling he's gonna put himself as a as a marine just a grunt so I think I think you're right as much as I'd love him to be the emperor of mankind I think he wants to be more involved so I would want him to play um Garviel Loken who is a space marine captain in the lunar wolves uh Luna wolves which are Horus's space marines they later renamed themselves Sons of Horus, which is like, oh, no, maybe we shouldn't be following this guy. And um, I think if he played him, he plays a good um, surrogate for the audience where he's he's seeing his his uh, Primarch, who is what they call Horus, fall to chaos and start to do things that are questionable. And he's like, I don't know. I mean, he's he's basically our like this guy is basically our, our fearless leader, our fa- our father, our, you know, you know the guy we would do anything for, but he's starting to do stuff that I don't agree with, and he and he you watch like as everything starts to tear apart. I think he'd be perfect for that role, which would be fucking awesome, and then just fucking Warhammer super violence ensues. All right, your choice director for it. Mm. If it was a movie, it's, it's going to be a show, right? Uh, it's going to be a show. If it was a movie, I would love uh, Dennis Villeneuve. For, from uh, Dune. Okay. God damn. Because one thing with Warhammer is the the scale of it is is crazy. Like there's you know trillions of people in the universe and stuff, and there's these huge battlefields that go on for an entire planet. Entire planet turns into a battlefield, and I think that that's one thing that Dennis Villeneuve does really well is scale. Like in Blade Runner and Dune and uh, even Arrival. You feel how big everything is. Blade Runner, the one, the one he did. Uh, I feel like it's one of those movies that like it doesn't get the respect it deserves. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like so it didn't good. have the audience that it should have. Yeah, it's it's too slow. But and it's cerebral. cool that studios still see that potential in him, right. so, which is great. Like they haven't given up on Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I'd love that. Um, so I, not David Lynch. Huh? I'm surprised you wouldn't have. A- <laughs> I mean, David Lynch would be interesting for sure, but. I don't know. I don't know if I trust him with it. <laughs> he gets too weird. 
Like he, he start adding things that aren't in the books. Yeah. <laughs> or in the, I guess in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just like, oh yeah, all the space marine. The well, he, he'd focus on like the weird stuff that like gets mentioned once in the lore. Like space marines can s- supposedly spit acid, but that never comes up ever in any of the game or any of the. Thing. It was like mentioned one thing and like in passing, he'd focus on that and make the entire show about it. Like I'll be like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> It's going to uh, add pugs for no reason. It's like, uh, they have space pugs now. They have space pugs now. Yeah. Why are there so many space pugs everywhere? There's just a pug with an Astro Militarum <laughs> helmet on. Cadia stands. But um, I think, yeah, he, he would be good. Um, I, I'd want someone, e- either that or someone who's really good at, like, gritty action. Like, I wouldn't mind if um, the guy who did, like, Kingsman uh, did it. You know, really stylized violence and stuff. Yeah, I, actually, I don't, I don't know who the director was. But I can't that, think of it off the that top of my head. Church fight scene with uh, what's his name? With uh, yeah, Colin Firth. Who I didn't know the dude can do action. Yeah, no one did. He fucking did it so well. Yeah, like, holy shit, dude! That with Freebird going in the background, he's just like murdering people. Yeah, I would love that. Um, so I think it needs to be dark and gritty and violent and like. You need to come out of an episode being like, "Fuck, I don't, I don't feel good. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I'm depressed, and the future is depressing because that's what it is. It's grim, dark, you know. So I'm fuck. Just, I can't remember the director who did uh, uh, Clockwork Orange. Fuck, what's his? Oh, um, Jesus Christ, Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick would have been fucking great because it would have been twisted. It definitely the. I don't know. Has he done a violent movie? Stanley Kubrick? Well, he hasn't done anything because he's dead. Well, I, I mean, you know, like, had he done, like, I think he would have done a really good job the of Shining it being... Shining was kind of violent. That's true. But nothing, there was, like, no war. I mean... Oh, wait. Didn't he do, uh... Oh, my God. The war movie. <laughs> With fucking... Oh, my God. Uh, Kingpin was in it. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Oh fuck! Why can't I? Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, there wasn't much war in it. it was that just was in the, true. Yeah, in the back of it. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for it though. I and I, you know, I'd be okay with if they got you know some of the uh, some of the directors of Game of Thrones, not not the two showrunner guys, but some of the directors. I'd be okay with because like some of those war scenes and stuff were fantastic. Yeah, and some of that depressing you know feel and where like you're in the north in, in Winterfell. And everything's just cold, and you're sh- and shitty, and you're like, God damn it, when's things gonna get better? I- I'm down for that, so I'm excited. Let us know down in the comments what you're most excited for for James Gunn's reign, or uh, you know, are we wrong? Do you think that do you have any valid points on um, why he wouldn't be good? I'm gonna put a very incendiary thumbnail on this on this uh, episode, <laughs> so we're probably gonna get some people who are commenting down who haven't watched the whole episode so look for those in the comments too we're very excited to read those but uh like and subscribe while you're down there it is free and it helps us out and check out patreon.com slash nerds with friends you can help support the show uh, monetarily in there um and uh hope you guys have a good holiday season um we'll be back next week of course um so hopefully you have a, a good time with your family this weekend um, Christian, thank you for very much for my fine gifts. I can't wait to shuffle those into my yeah. thing. To all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Happy Holidays.